Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon here to open up our lives and minds with you. We are your companion on the journey to grow your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've got a free email course on our website, shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course with practical steps on overcoming your fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hey there, welcome again to the Shrink Think Podcast. We're excited to be here today again. Always, we're excited to be here with you providing as always, fresh new content from our brains to your ears. We've got an exciting series that we're going to talk about. We want to continue to work on bridging the gap between you, the listener, the clients, and therapists. Uh, It's this like big, mysterious process that most people have no idea about, which is why when you watch TV and movies, there's all kinds of crazy things that happen in therapy that don't actually happen, usually. Um... But we want to try to bridge that gap and give you some more kind of behind the scenes information, uh, guidance stories, so that you can understand like how to go about this process for yourself, how to talk to somebody about it, or how to share this if you're a therapist or a a group practice owner, how to share this with your staff um, so you can pass this along to everybody that works for you and the people that you're uh, trying to, to bring into your practice. So this whole idea of going to therapy and finding a therapist is a huge deal, right? Because like, where do you even start? How do you even know that you need to see a counselor? We're going to talk about this over the course of a few different episodes to break this whole process down. So we're going to talk about how to find a therapist, how to even like connect with them. What do you say? How to know if it's the right fit? And then like when you're actually getting started in uh, the first ep- the first session and the first few sessions after that like what do you even expect what do you look for how do you know if this is the right fit if you should keep going so to get us started for today we're gonna back that thing up all the way to the very beginning of how do you even know when you need to start therapy or that that's a good idea for you what are your thoughts Nathan one thing that's interesting to me is that we reached out so how this kind of came about is reaching out to some folks and just asking people different questions about what we talk about, um, what's maybe interesting to them, because we do tell you all the time, hey, write us something, tell us what to say. And because you kind of run out of, <clears throat> you might, we're only ourselves, right? So I was really kind of surprised that there are several people that actually said you should talk about what it's like to even pick a therapist or why to get into therapy or whatever. And I realized, and my first thought to that, honestly, was, uh, nope. Like that seems very simple. There's not enough material there. And then the more you and I talked about it, I was like, oh my word, there's like a lot here. I didn't, because as therapists, we don't, we've are, we already do this job and then people just show up. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> the doors are open. They walk in like, hi, are you open for therapy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> come on in. <laughs> right. Well, and also as therapists, a lot of times what we're focused on is is referrals, which means a lot of people have, the longer you've done it, a lot of people have heard about you from a friend that came in and that type of thing. But starting off, as far as picking, not picking a therapist, but even deciding how do you even know if it's time to go to therapy to look for a therapist, I think I would say when typically what it is is when, when you first have the thought, 
you're a little beyond yourself and you think of the idea of counseling at that point. Probably at that point, um, you're going to end up, that's just going to be coming closer and closer and closer in your vision to where at some point you probably will say something to somebody. It's like a snowball that is is small and is going to roll downhill and pick up steam and get bigger and bigger over time. It's not going to probably change. Right. The thing that, one thing that we learned uh, a long time ago, I don't remember when I heard this statistic, but basically people take about six months before they decide to go into counseling or excuse me, before they enter counseling after they decide that they need a counselor. Because what happens is they get to a place where you think, Oh, I think I need a counselor. And then what, then right after that, it's like, Oh, you feel better because you're like, I've made my decision. But, and so then things seem better. And so you don't go anywhere. You don't call anybody. And then after a while, they get worse again. Or you're like, Oh, it's still here. I'm still me. (laughs) (laughs) These problems still are still here. That other person is still in my life. (laughs) Right, exactly. Being annoying. So, yeah, that's that's an interesting point, I think, because at that point in your life, um, the problem has gotten worse. That that snowball has rolled downhill. And so I think I think a lot of people probably believe that at the point that they have that first idea, it's kind of like, is this a problem? Like, let's translate translate this over to like a medical problem. You know, you've got like a bump or a, a spot or a something on your body, an ailment of some kind. And you're like, ah, is this a problem? I don't know. Maybe should I talk to my doctor about it? If you are, you are already established with your doctor, then it's the kind of thing that you would probably just give a call and say, hey, you know, I've got this thing going on. I don't really know what it is. You know, tell me about it. Let's talk about it. With a therapist, it's different because it's not the kind of thing where most people have somebody just on dial, like, oh, I'm going to go talk to this therapist. Um, so from that standpoint, we are kind of like a doctor in the sense that it can be very helpful to just reach out and to say, you know what, this is maybe a good time if I'm considering it. I'm not sure if this is an issue. I can uh, reach out to a therapist and start making those connections and seeing Maybe this is an issue. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's bigger than I think it is. Maybe it's really nothing. But at that point, before six months happens and the snowball has rolled down the hill and it's gotten worse, it doesn't hurt to reach out. So I guess that's for me. I'm just thinking like when you have the idea, take some action. It, it, it can just be a simple matter of putting some feelers out there and saying, here's kind of what's going on. Do I even need therapy? Right. So you know, one more thing to say about that. Um, I was talking to my accountant one time and she was telling me something about her, her son had some stuff with, he was like having nightmares and he had some weird physiological things going on. And I was like, oh yeah, that's what I work with. And she goes, what? You do that? Like your mental health. I'm like, yep. That's, <laughs> she's like, but nightmares. She goes, oh, probably the dream stuff. You guys do dream things. I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> if We're you, not Freudian. <laughs> no. If you... If you have listened to this podcast for any time, you know probably more what I mean. And also, a lot of you out there probably would would think that was a little bit weird. But the reality is, is that sometimes you can go, you can investigate, check out things for yourself from a mental perspective that you might be shocked about, like thinking, oh, I didn't even know therapists even work with that. One encouragement I would say, moving into kind of like how you find one, how you find a therapist to work with in the first place if you know somebody who sees a therapist, I would ask them a little bit, well, why do you go? Like, do you like the person? Does it even matter if you like them? And just have a conversation with a friend that's going to therapy. You don't have to have 
um, some deep conversation about what's going on in your life. Because it's the same kind of conversation that might exist if you say, hey, where did you get your tires rotated? Like, it's, it can be just that deep. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny you were saying that. We're such guys. <laughs> when you were saying I was thinking, like, oh, hey, do you like your car? Like, cool. What, to, what do you like about your car? How does it drive? Is it noisy? Is it quiet? You know, it's like, or the dealership, you know, or the person. Where did you find it? Oh, I went on Auto Trade or whatever. It's like, what did you like about it? Oh, was it was easy to use or had good options. Like, it, you don't have to get into, like, I need, a, I need this from it or whatever. It's like. It's just a, it's the tool that you're using to get connected to the thing that you need. So there are places out there that are great tools to get you connected to the person that you're looking for. And that's what this whole episode is all about. So finding a therapist, um, one of those avenues that we're talking about is, is through people that you know, because we are in the relationship business. We connect with people, we have relationships with people and work out these mental health issues in the context of relationship. So in some ways, it's not enough to just be like, oh, this person does these things or this person treats those issues, because what if they do that in a way that does not work for you? For example, if you're looking for somebody, if you're very sensitive and you're looking for somebody who's going to understand that and be careful with you, you don't want somebody who's going to be very direct or very organized and methodical about um, their plan, because that might feel too stodgy. It might feel really like you don't have enough space to breathe with that person. They may walk you through uh, a program that's going to be very effective at treating what you are struggling with, but at the same time, you're not going to want to go through it because you're not getting the care that you're looking for. So that's just an example of different personality styles are, are out there, and they work for different kinds of people. Yeah, one thing, as, as you're looking for personality and you're looking for the different kind of connection, I mean... Okay, so you're going to go to your computer, right? You're going to go to Google at some point. One of the, probably the biggest, like, directory out there by far is Psychology Today. And they do a good job because they, they do a good job of monitoring us as therapists to make sure that we are who we say we are. Um, like, if you were to go, for example, they've also networked themselves all over the place. So if you go to WebMD and talk about some, ask some mental health question to WebMD, and you end up in a directory, the directory for mental health therapists you're going to end up in is going to be psychology today. So one of the things I tell other therapists is if you are not in psychology today, people just may not find you. I'm not promoting them. I'm just saying it's like, are, are you going to be on the internet or not as a therapist? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. If you are not, people can't find you because this is the predominant way that people are looking for a counselor is they want to do their research on who are you, where do I find you, give me all the information about you. So I guess if you're a therapist and you're listening, make sure that all of your stuff is out there, who you are, what you do. Don't hide any of that stuff because people are looking for information and they're comparing who's out there and what's easy to get to. So if you are a therapist and you just say like, here's what I do, contact me for information about my fees or um, or how I work or, or any of that stuff, then people are going to be looking at that and saying, I, okay, I see who you are and I think you treat what I am needing, but I don't really know what the process is going to look like with you. I don't really know how it works. I've never done this before. And you're not really telling me about what your fees are, how to schedule. You're just like, contact me. And that's just too confusing for people. You need to connect the dots for people because this is a hard process for people to go through to have an issue and then to reach out to a stranger to say, 
I am struggling. I need help. Yeah. So, and one of the things just to, you know, plug for other therapists out there right now, um, when you're looking on the directories, wherever they happen to be, um, a lot of these therapists don't know how to advertise themselves. So they write things really clunky and with big words like, I use objects relational therapy with a combination of cognitive behavioral with the intention that you get to be heard just the way you are and connect to the objects in your life the way that you want to, which, by the way, I even said that nicer than that they would say it. <laughs> right. um, so when you're looking online and somebody sounds like that, I, I would say don't just dismiss them. You need to probably email several people anyway, and they may just not know how to flavor themselves. Um, because as therapists, it's not like you're going to be, you're not a marketer necessarily right off the bat. You're just doing therapy. You got in this because you care about people. So it is worth it to send email to reach out to several therapists. And probably the way you start is in your own area, right? Which makes sense. I mean, you probably would do that intuitively. But also, the days that we're in, I can tell you on our side of therapy, we are getting a lot of calls. And the world, the supply demand, if you just simply look at this as products, there are not enough therapists to meet with everybody who has a need. So you probably need to consider looking outside of your area. And I know this is nationwide. I've got, we've got colleagues across the nation that are telling us the same thing. So this is not just us in Oregon here dealing with this. So consider when you're looking in your directory, going a few cities away um, to maybe some, uh, maybe a smaller town. Yeah. And telehealth is the other, let me just, just add that if, if you are comfortable with doing a meeting over video, um, I don't really recommend starting out with somebody over the phone because it's just difficult for us as therapists to get a read on who you are and what's going on because we're missing a lot of the nonverbals, you know, facial expressions, uh, connecting with um, your tone of voice and seeing like, what does that even look like or mean to you, some of your body language. So start with a, a video session. If you must go somewhere else outside your area, um, that's another option that this whole COVID thing has actually opened up and made it more possible for therapists to be seen more across, I guess, outside of their own area uh, within their own state. But that is another thing, too, is generally speaking, um, stick to somebody who's in your state, because from our end as therapists, in order to work with somebody from a different state, even a neighboring state, like we're here in the Portland metro area and Vancouver, Washington is just across the river. It's not that far away. And it's very common for people to live in one, one state like Vancouver and work in Portland or vice versa. So it's common for them to say, oh, I'm going to get some help over in the Portland area. Well, to us, you're technically in a different state. And so we would need to have a license in that state. And not all therapists have a license in multiple states. A lot are doing that now, but just be mindful that it's probably easier to work with and find a therapist that's going to be in your own state because of that issue. You'll have more availability, uh, a better chance of finding somebody in your own state. Yeah. And so we've spoken a little bit to looking at like directories and that kind of thing and personality a little bit. Um, let's look at logistics, uh, you know, like the scheduling, availability, finances, insurance. I think we're kind of mentioning that a little bit. Um, what do you tell, like if somebody came up to you and then they were like, Hey, so I know you're a therapist and I can't see you because I know you, you know, um, what should I do as far as like, how does this whole payment thing work? Does therapy even like, it can, like a question we get all the time, 
does insurance pay for therapy? I get that question all the time, actually. Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it's worth knowing that there are a couple of kinds of practices out there or types of therapists, I guess you could say. Some people are cash paying only. They don't want to work with insurance. Uh, there are some great advantages of having insurance. You know, obviously, if you have like a $20 copay and your deductible is waived, then that's a great advantage to you as a client. For therapists and businesses, that can pose some problems, um, and we won't go into them, but so for some people, they just don't take insurance for that reason. So you're paying out of pocket. So if the fee is like 100 bucks, 150 bucks, 200 bucks per session, that's going to be completely out of pocket for you. You're, it's, you're just going to be paying that straight up. Um, it's good because you can find somebody who's not going to be restricted by some of the things that insurance can restrict. So you can oftentimes get better care from a therapist if you're paying out of pocket. The other side, if you are working with insurance, um, that's a question you want to ask. Do you take insurance and then do you take my insurance? And then from there, it's I need to make sure that my insurance plan also covers mental health therapy or psychotherapy, outpatient visits, if that's what I'm looking for. Um, so that's something on your end you would need to find out from your plan, you know, calling the number on the back of your card and saying, hey, I'm considering working with a counselor for mental health therapy. Is this even covered? If so, you know, what are the costs? Yeah, one of the other things is telehealth, right? You mentioned it earlier. And, and um, telehealth has kind of always been there. It's been a thing, but it's not, it's never really been a anything like it is now at all. And so... I think the insurance companies are actually still making adjustments on this entire telehealth thing. Um, I'll give you one tiny example. I don't want to get in the weeds, but in the be beginning of the pandemic, many people found out that if they used telehealth, they actually paid nothing. They paid, Their insurance covered it 100%. That's probably not true anymore because insurance companies went, what? And then they changed it. And then and some of those companies actually just dropped telehealth altogether. They don't even, you don't even have it. So that's one specific item that you may not have thought about checking out with your insurance is do they even, if you don't want to come in, you maybe for you, you think it's more convenient or whatever, or for whatever reason, um, you may end up having to entertain like, well, you might have to go in because your coverage doesn't do telehealth. And so there's little things like that that you can still investigate before you ever show up in a room. I'm thinking now, like you've done some financial stuff, you've looked around, and you have one more thing to say. Yeah, yeah. Just about the finances. Um, a lot of people actually don't know. Like, if we're talking about cash-paying clients or you're, you're paying out of pocket, there are a lot of times where counselors are willing to make some adjustments to be able to work with you. So, actually, this just happened to me. Somebody uh, emailed me. Um, they shared with me their situation. And it was, like, exactly the kind of client and issues that I work really well with, that I really enjoy working with. And I, to me, it feels like it makes a huge impact. So as we were talking, um, she was paying out of pocket. And I said, this is my fee. And she was seeing a previous therapist. Um, and she said, oh, I'm not going to be able to do it. Thanks for your time. You know, this is, it's more than what I was paying before. And so I just shot back asking, hey, you know, what were your fees before with your other therapist? Uh, maybe I can work with you. And she said what they were. And I was like, oh, that's not too far from where I'm at. It's less than what mine are. But I really want to work with you. So I said, yeah, I'll, I'll honor that. Let's go with that fee. She's paying out of pocket, so she doesn't have insurance, and this is what her budget was was able to afford. And so I was able to adjust that down um, for her. 
So some counselors out there have that ability, and I wouldn't recommend pushing that. I wouldn't like lead with that, you know, because it's not like try to get a deal sort of a thing. That's not how we work. But if you're looking for the right person, maybe if finances are an issue um, between you, maybe there's something you two can work out that would actually make it work for both of you. Yeah. The other thing, too, as you're talking, like this is one of the things that happened just before in this whole subject was like, oh, yeah, I guess there's a lot here is that there are counselors out there with sliding fee scales or hardship scales. So they have their fee that they have set and um, it's worth it to say, well, do you happen to have a sliding fee scale? Like, I don't know that I can, I don't know if I can do that every week or can we adjust it for maybe, for example, therapeutically, you could do every other week. If you really like this therapist, it might be worth it. There, I mean, there are a bunch of different things you can do with the financial component that if you, if you just have that understanding up front, I think it might help you to relax and just ask more questions. It's not an inappropriate question to ask. You can expect that if they put the fee up there, that's what they are willing to work for. Yeah. So the last thing I think I would want to mention is just schedule and availability. A lot of times we are connecting with clients and everything works great, but then we start talking about scheduling and, and we just can't make it work. Like they're needing something outside of the hours that I'm available or they're needing something at a time when I'm completely booked. And so unfortunately it just isn't going to work. Or maybe it's the kind of thing where I don't have that kind of opening right now, but maybe I will in, uh, you know, several weeks or in a couple of months. So again, if you're having the idea that you want to start therapy, start working on it because it may actually logistically take you some time to get connected with the right person and then to get into your schedule to make your schedules collide together at a time that works for both of you. Yeah. And I want to say something. We're going to be closing up here shortly. So I want to tease the next episode a little bit because Aaron already just said something a little a few minutes ago that probably some of you went, wait, what? You were like, what? And you like, you wanted to work with her? You were trying to figure out a way to do that? How in the honk did that happen? Um, well, how that happened is also what we want to coach you through as far as what to say to a therapist. Like from, and the next podcast is going to be like, how do you, like what's going on for the therapist before you even are talking to them, right? What's going on on our end? How are you? How are we hearing you? And so we want to help you develop the way to to say something in short to the therapist that kind of helps this therapist know, oh, you want to do that. So we'll talk about that next time. And also, what's a little off-putting to us as therapists, right? What's the stuff if you come at us, we'll be like, nope, not gonna talk to you. Hey, you guys, have a good day. We'll see you in a week. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. 